Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast Recap. It is Rory Faden here, rolling solo today, breaking down the interview, this recent interview with David Glickman that I did, who's a longtime friend and somebody who is one of the funniest people that I've ever met and somebody who has a knack for understanding comedy and writing comedy for other people. And I'm going to talk about five keys to creating comedy in this recap, inspired by some of what I've learned from David. AJ's not with us today, so sorry about that. You got yours truly, but we're going to make it awesome because this topic of humor, we've had a couple people come on where we have started talking about it. But, you know, this is an important topic to me, and it always has been because I was not funny. Like I wasn't the funny kid. And to have my dream of being a speaker and reaching millions of people, this was one of the skills I felt like could help me. I thought it was just something you either were born with or you did not. And of course, I've learned over the years that comedy and humor is very much a skill. It is a science. It's it's rooted in our brains. Like there's neuroscience behind it. And It's such a practical thing. It's not easy, but it is something that you can learn to do. And so anytime I get to have one of these conversations with, you know, these like professional comedians, these people like David, who are really, truly funny and understand how their mind works, I just get excited about that because, you know, for someone like me, it's just super, super empowering. So I'm going to share with you my top three takeaways, but one of them is really broken down into five parts. So I'll start with the first one. All right. So. My first takeaway here on the subject of humor, and this came up, we did another interview with another one of my comedy mentors, Darren LaCroix, a while back, if may, a few months ago. We talked about some other elements of comedy, but David brought it up here, and I just think it's a necessary disclaimer. 
you stay away from controversial or emotionally charged topics. Like that is one of my takeaways. It is just a good reminder of just going like, look, first of all, you don't need to go down that road to be funny. Like you just like you don't need to swear. Now, if swearing is part of your personal brand, fine. That's up to you, but you don't have to do it. A lot of times people think of comedians as like, oh, they're really grotesque or they cuss a lot or, you know, they're very graphic. You can do that and be funny, but you also don't have to do that to be funny. And in many ways, I am much more impressed by the people who don't from an artistic standpoint, not even from like a philosophical belief or whatever, but from an artistic standpoint, because the foundation of all of humor is very simple. It is misdirection. It is causing people to think you're going to say one thing and then you say something else. That's kind of the grand poobah of premises as it relates to humor. We have a members-only event called World-Class Presentation Craft where we talk about the nine psychological laughter triggers and then nine laughter techniques that you can do immediately to get more laughs. But the foundation is this misdirection. So anytime that you say something unexpected, that's part of laughter. Well, saying things that are gross, or offensive, or you know, flagrant, or cussing, or whatever, those things get laughs because they're unexpected, but it's kind of like not artistic, right? I mean, at least that's how I think of it. So there are some comedians that I really love who cuss a lot, but I really admire the ones, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld as an example, who almost never cusses like even a little bit or Ellen DeGeneres, because it's such an art. And the big takeaway here is going, I would encourage you and advise you. And again, everything that we teach at Brand Builders Group, including the stuff that we're sharing you know, here for free on this podcast are things that we actually do and don't do. And so my encouragement would be just stay away from controversial or emotionally charged topics. You don't need to go there. There's better, safer, more inclusive ways of getting laughs. So that was a takeaway that probably should go without saying, but I don't think that it does even for myself of just being reminded like, hey, you know, always have that filter of like, who am I offending here? Or who might I be offending? So the second big takeaway, which to me was the big takeaway, this was the big idea from this interview with David, is understanding the first step in being funny. If you are going to try to create a joke or write something that is funny, whether it is for you on stage, for an interview, a line in a movie or in a TV show or a line in a book, the very first step is a step that most people overlook. And the magic really starts from nailing this first step. And if you miss this step, it kind of just feels impossible later. But if you become a master at this one first step, then the rest is all doable, especially as you learn you know, more about it. Like I said, you know, we teach a bunch of techniques and triggers and psychological things that are tactical things that you can apply to actually create a laugh. But if you miss this first thing, man, you, you missed it. And this first thing doesn't even take that much of a blessing. Like it's not even a talent. I mean, certainly it could be a natural talent, but of all the parts of comedy, this is probably the part that requires the least amount of talent and the most amount of discipline. What am I talking about? The first step to writing great humor is observation. Observation. And that really stuck with me from this interview with David in a way that I've never been so clear on. 
is that if you can be a great observer, Andy Andrews would call this being a noticer. By the way, that podcast interview we did with Andy Andrews was also about humor. He's one of the funniest speakers I've ever seen. But if you can observe, if you can notice, it's almost like you have to identify the key to great comedy is identifying the opportunity for humor. It's going, ah, it's like setting this mental alarm, like there's something funny here, or there could be something funny there. And if you can identify that ripe opportunity, then it's just a matter of mechanics and you know some practice and training your brain to think in a certain way to make it funny. But the real first thing is observation and you have to master it. And that's what David was talking about. So I'm going to share with you the five C's of comedic observation, five C's of comedic observation. So this is all under takeaway, my second takeaway. And I, and I got a third one too, but I thought this was even for myself, just capturing this. So the first C is characterizations, characterizations. So this is self-deprecating humor. The first opportunity to observe or the first, if I was looking for sources of potential comedic material, the first place to look is with yourself. It is self-deprecating humor. And so I call it characterizations because it's like, if you were going to get a sketch of yourself by like someone who made you into a character, what are your most salient features? What are your most noticeable characteristics? What are the most obvious physical traits or even you know demographic traits about yourself that somebody might point out. And if you can look at yourself and your family and your life and your expertise and your industry through this lens of like, what if you were a character? What parts of you would I exaggerate if we were on the streets of France and somebody was just like drawing you out on a page is to characterize to exaggerate the most salient features that you have. That's a huge opportunity for humor. And obviously, if it's about yourself, that's much safer. You're less likely to offend people. The second C is challenges. Challenges. Everywhere you're experiencing a frustration in your life, everywhere you're annoyed, everything that makes you mad, everything that drives you crazy, those are the most ripe opportunities for humor because we laugh as an exhale of tension. We laugh as a way of releasing stress and releasing pain. And also, you know, Andy Andrews, if you go back and listen to that interview, he talks about how humor is basically zooming in really close on things that everybody sees. And so you go, what are the things that just drive you nuts about your kids, about being married, about owning a house, about being a man or a woman or being on the phone with Verizon or going to the mall or traffic or airports, you sit back for a second, you realize like so many comedians are taking these everyday parts of our lives and they're just, they're zooming in on the challenges. You got to train yourself to go, I need to keep a challenges list of anything that frustrates me. I'm going to note that that's an observation. It's a place that I can draw comedy from. 
Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. The third C is culture. Culture. Anytime you can make cultural references, it's going to be funny and it's going to give you a really easy way to naturally create a laugh. And you just got to go, what is popular right now in culture? What is the thing that everybody's talking about? What are the big TV shows? What are the big movies? Who are the big actors and actresses? The musicians, you know, the sports teams, the sports teams in your area. What are the most popular books? What are, you know, the big things in the news cycle? Anything that is like national attention is pop culture. Anything inside a culture, if you can just reference that somehow, people will think it's funny. So again, the first step is not to create something funny. The first step is to identify where you might have an opportunity to create something funny. And it's it's these observations. The first C was characterizations. Then you had challenges. The third C is culture. The fourth C is customizations, which is really what I think most of this interview was with David. So if you, this recap is a little bit of a teaching point for myself and hopefully for you of things that I'm putting together from various places. But this was really about customizations and talking about how do you find basically the challenges and the characterizations of like the group you're speaking to and pulling that into, you know, you're basically just commenting on it. And by the fact that the virtue of commenting on it, everybody laughs. And so customizations are easy opportunity for humor. The bummer about customizations is also part of what makes it the magic, which is that you can only use it once, right? You can only really use that joke for that one particular audience, but it also doesn't have to be so super funny, which is actually what my third takeaway was. The more narrow the customization, the more forgiving the audience. So the more hyper-specific your reference, you know, if I reference Ted Lasso, that could be very funny. It is a pop culture reference that a lot of people are talking about or aware of. And if I can make some comparison to the way we run an organization is like Ted Lasso or so-and-so is like Ted Lasso, or our email list is growing faster than Ted Lasso, those could be funny. But the more specific to the audience, which is like, If I'm talking, I'll just grab Pampered Chef as one of my past keynote clients, right? If I'm talking to Pampered Chef and I make a joke about the pizza stone, which is like one of the products they sell, it doesn't have to be written as well. It doesn't have to be academically as funny as like a perfectly structured joke would be because it's so custom to that audience, right? And if I'm in front of Pampered Chef, everybody's going to know what a pizza stone is. And you don't, but anybody there would. And that's the point. So this is another opportunity for you for humor is anytime that you're in front of any audience, you just kind of ask yourself, what are the key terms 
for this audience. It's the same exercise as like the pop culture, except instead of thinking it at a national level, you're thinking it at a very localized level of, you know, that community or that industry or that company, et cetera. The fifth C for comedic observation is callbacks, callbacks. You're just referencing things that other people have said that was funny. And if it was funny the first time, then you can call it back just by bringing it up. So inside of callbacks, I would be listening to who were the other speakers before me? What was the funniest thing that happened? Whatever that was, all I need to do is kind of mention that and everybody will laugh. It is both a callback and it is a customization. It likely could be a challenge as well if it was originally commenting on something that was frustrating. The other place you can look for callbacks is your own stuff. As you start to master your presentation and world-class presentation craft, that's where we kind of go through the detailed mechanics of how do you structure a truly brilliant, masterful presentation? Well, and humor is one of those parts. As you start to get laughs and you do your presentation, you get better and better at it and you start to get people to laugh, pay attention to your own laughs and then ask yourself, okay, this was a big laugh earlier. How do I bring it back later? How do I reference it back? And then the other place for callbacks in terms of observation, where this is the whole skill here, is observing where's an opportunity for humor is with hecklers. Now, hecklers are people who yell stuff out in the middle of your presentation. Well, if somebody yells something out in your presentation, there's not much you can do in that presentation. I mean, you might be able to turn it into a callback somehow later if everyone hears it and it was funny. But hecklers are often saying out loud the thing that kind of like everybody is speaking. And you just want to pay attention to when people heckle you and try to like make a mental note of it. And then as soon as you're like done with your presentation, you go write it down. Or if you're running a webinar, read the comments. Or if you did an IGTV, read the comments or your YouTube video, read the comments. Because when people make smart aleck remarks on what you said, you can often take that and then kind of massage it and it will be funny. There's almost always an element of truth in what there's, I mean, there is an element of truth in what they're saying, even if we don't like it, that's what hecklers are doing. They're commentating on what is happening. So if you can then take that, and some of my best jokes are where someone came up to me after a speech and said, oh, you know, I thought you were going to say this, or they'll blurt something out in the crowd. And then we go, ah, I'm going to take that and I'm going to deliberately put it in and, and manufacture that as a joke. So anyways, you can do this. It starts with observation. It starts with observation. It doesn't start with comedic timing or being brilliant or having you know perfect charisma or deliver. It starts with observation. The first step is to like identify the opportunity using these five C's. If you can do that, you can become funnier. Just one of many skills that you will learn is if you hang around Brand Builders Group and give us a chance to help you continue to grow your business, grow your brand, grow your message, grow your impact. So keep coming back here to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Hey, share this episode with somebody who cares about being funny or someone who you want to make funny or someone who can help make you funnier. Make sure you send this out to them and say, hey, I think you would like this because we'd love to meet your friends and your network. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand. 
That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 